0: Going on, it's Dr. Mike T. Nelson here with Not Another Fitness Podcast for Fitness Geeks Only. And this week we are talking about some micronutrients that, in my biased opinion, have an increased uh, risk. Now again, as I talked about yesterday in the overview... This doesn't mean that these are incredibly toxic. They're not cyanide or any acute poisons. But if you are getting large amounts of these, they could be detrimental to your health and performance. So if you're a trainer or fitness enthusiast, or maybe you're even a physician or someone listening to this, again, these are things that... As I look at the literature related to micronutrients, probably want to watch out for. Now, again, I'm, I've specifically narrowed this down to micronutrients. Not talking about any crazy, wacky, super secret squirrel supplement or weird herbs or anything like that. I'm not a herbologist. I'm um, just looking at what we have for published research related to micronutrients that you may be getting too much of in specific circumstances. And I tried to organize them with the things that are, I'd say, the potential higher offenders towards the start of the week. But again, it's very context specific. So the item for today is actually vitamin A. Now, before you all freak out, this is not the reason to never eat carrots again. We're talking about a very specific form of vitamin A here, specifically something called a retinol form of vitamin A. So vitamin A, as you know, is one of the fat soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K. So when it's fat soluble, that means it could potentially be stored more in tissue. And that is true with vitamin A. And as I said, carrots, which are high in, quote unquote, vitamin A, that's actually in the form of beta carotene. Now, the short version is your body can convert beta carotene into vitamin A. At what rate and for how much amount? Man, from what I can tell, is really variable. Uh, In terms of acute toxicity with beta carotene, I haven't seen anything showing that there is. Now, there is some downsides to high amounts of beta-carotene. Again, those amounts are normally seen with supplementation. It's pretty hard to get ridiculously high amounts of beta-carotene from your diet. I guess in theory it's possible, but it's pretty unlikely. So high amounts of beta-carotene can result in something called more ROS, reactive oxygen species. There's a classic study done with uh, smokers that looked at I think it was vitamin C, E, and beta-carotene, if I remember correctly, and found that that actually increased their risk of cancer. Now again, that's high amounts as a supplemental form uh, with other things too. So beta-carotene in and of itself, again, I would not supplement with very high doses. But in terms of acute toxicity, I couldn't really find too much related to that. So there's a really great overview here called Vitamin A Toxicity uh, by Dr. Olson. And they quote that vitamin A toxicity can occur from either topical or oral forms of vitamin A. Uh, Each has its own set of adverse effects. Oral vitamin A toxicity can be either acute or chronic. In the acute toxicity, ingestion occurs because of the ingestion of large amounts of vitamin A, over a very short period of time, in chronic toxicity, intake is over a longer duration. The most common adverse effect of topical retinols is skin irritation, uh, noticeably peeling. The most severe adverse effects of systemic retinols is tetragenicity, right? So birth defects. Uh, each year in the U.S. alone, over 60,000 cases of vitamin toxicity are reported. Unlike water-soluble vitamins, the fat-soluble vitamins tend to accumulate in the body. And one thing that we see is that vitamin A is stored in the liver. And in terms of trying to determine toxicity, liver biopsy is probably going to be the best thing. And that's not really done all that routine because as you can figure out by the name, it's very invasive. So your question then is probably where do we get this preformed vitamin A? Uh, Primarily from animal food sources. This could be dairy products. Uh, Liver is actually very high in retinol form of vitamin A. which we'll come back to that. You can get it also in uh, supplements. Although it is becoming very hard to get retinol as a supplement right now. Uh, A lot of the supplement companies I've talked to have kind of Uh, pulled their retinol version of it for fear of potential toxicity. Uh, You may still be able to find it. Uh, In some cases, I have used uh, retinol form of vitamin A with clients as a supplement for very short periods of time. Uh, You can become too low in it. There's questions about conversion from beta carotene to vitamin A, But using the retinol version of vitamin A long-term in a supplemental form is not something that I would recommend uh, because of the toxicity. So the current recommended daily allowance of vitamin A is what's called 800 retinol equivalents or 2,700 international units uh, for women. Now, again, it was primarily the retinol form of vitamin A that has most of the issues. If we look at how often is vitamin A toxicity reported, uh, from here it's stating, quote, that there was about fewer than 10 cases per year from 1976 to 1987. So that's pretty darn low. Again, is it something you need to run around and worry that the sky is falling? Uh, nope, not really. The question then is, well, what is other doses of vitamin A retinol that have been used? Now, again, if you have a very specific pathology, you have something you're working with your physician to treat, they have used retinol in different cases. Uh, One of them is a prescription drug called Accutane. Um, so retinol has been used in very specific cases. For example, if you're doing a degenerative eye disease, they may consider giving you 15,000 IUs of retinol um, each day. There's was a study done looking at this, and uh, they found that it was less than the maximum dose per day, which was 25,000 IUs per day, and this was actually well-tolerated after 12 years of treatment. So even a relatively higher dose, again, for the treatment of a pathology, which is not necessarily what we're talking about here, Uh, was found to be okay. So one of the questions, again, that people have is in kind of modern society, if we're not using vitamin A as a supplement, what may be some other sneaky forms of vitamin A that we are not aware of? Well, as it turns out, if you look in the literature, the main one is actually liver so this is an excerpt from introduction to food toxicology uh, second edition the main author's last name is Shiba shibamoto again i probably slaughtered that pronunciation i apologize uh, for that uh, they state that generally vitamin a is toxic to humans at about 2.5 to 5 million IUs per day. Now again, that's a super high amount. That's what they use as one of the markers for it. Again, this gets confusing because we can look at other different forms of uh, what's called retinols themselves. Uh, it turns out that one of the richest sources is polar bear liver, and there have been uh, reported deaths by some Arctic explorers who died from eating too much polar bear liver. Now, again, if you have an issue that the only source of food you have left is polar bear liver, I would argue you've got a lot of other stuff that went wrong. And that may be the worst of your issues. But I guess if you find yourself crossing the Arctic and polar bear liver is the last option, I would proceed with caution. Uh, There was also another reported case of someone consuming huge amounts in halibut liver. Turns out halibut liver can contain 100,000 IUs per gram of vitamin A. So that's a wicked high amount of (coughs) vitamin A. In now I would say one thing I do have concerns about is in Some circles, liver is becoming more popular. And I think if you get liver from a very good, clean source and it's been tested, I think liver can be an amazing food. There's lots of micronutrition that is stored in liver. But I do wonder about consuming it in high amounts weekly or daily. If we look at liver from cows, there's about 15,000 IUs in about three ounces of liver. So again, you'd have to go pretty crazy on it before you would have um, any issues with that. If we compare that to our friends, the polar bears, um, they've had anywhere between 24,000 and 35,000 IUs per gram. So that is wicked high, way, way higher than what we see in cow liver. Uh, For instance, the human liver contains about 575 international IUs of vitamin A per gram. So, if you're going batshit crazy on liver, maybe you could run into some issues with uh, vitamin A toxicity. In terms of other case reports, uh, there was one case report, again, of a patient that came in and she was averaging around 400,000 IUs per day of vitamin A in a retinol form, and she had been doing that for eight years. Now, she did undergo a liver biopsy and found that it was fibrose and a bunch of other negative stuff associated with that. Um, there had been a few other case reports that were substantially less than that in terms of the amount that was ingested. So again, there's probably some genetic effects here, obviously lifestyle. Liver tends to be the primary organ that gets hit. So if you're doing uh, drinking, alcohol, things of that nature, in theory that could make it potentially worse. Um, Other part in terms of sources of vitamin A in a retinol form right now, there really isn't any or many in the diet They did reformulate some of the cod liver oils about four or five years ago i think now to reduce the amount of retinol that was in them so even now you could probably drink cod liver oil in crazy amounts and not get super high levels of retinol so summary for today is vitamin a could be a risk of toxicity Um, In terms of the data that we have, I'll list a whole bunch of other studies here. There's pretty darn good research showing that there is a risk for toxicity. Again, like all things, you can be deficient in it. In some cases, under the guidance of your physician, if you're trying to treat a specific pathology, they have used uh, retinol in those cases. Um, If you're (coughs) considering using... Retinol as a supplement, I would do so only for a very short period of time. And if you're consuming just tons of liver, I do have some concerns there about potential vitamin A toxicity. And you'd want to talk to your physician about that. (laughs) There are some other markers they can look at. Uh, My own brain, I've wondered if uh, liver enzymes would go up, if that may be something to look at, AST, ALT. I couldn't find any published research on that though, Um, but I've got a whole bunch of the references there you can check out on your own. So today's micronutrient to consider watching in your diet or at least consumption of is vitamin A, specifically in the retinol form. Again, most people are not gonna be getting in sufficient amounts of it, but in some circumstances, I think you could see that be pretty high and vitamin A in the retinol form is something that is stored in the body, Uh, the liver is the primary area where it is stored. There are case reports, as we mentioned, of liver damage actually occurring from really ridiculous high amounts of vitamin A consumption. And if you find yourself crossing the Arctic and you're only left with consuming polar bear liver you may want to pass and as usual today is brought to you by the flex diet cert go there to get on the wait list and on the newsletter we have all sorts of great information we send out to you go to www.flexdiet.com to get all the information i get on the newsletter which is free and i have a whole bunch of information that goes out there uh, stay tuned tomorrow. We'll be back with a mother, another micronutrient to consider avoiding. And that one will probably be the rest of the episodes this week. will probably be a little bit shorter. Uh, just because most of the data I found was on vitamin A. But talk to you then. Personally, I don't care for puppets much. I don't find them believable. I don't believe you. <laughs>